listeners, welcome. This is a tremendously wonderful thing I get to do in speaking with Leslie McShane. She's just, I just got emotional there. I couldn't even say your name right. Leslie, you're such a giver. You really are. And I'm going to be a taker today and and sit with you and chat with you. You know, you're saying that you're a taker, but then you're going to turn around and give it all away. So you, you are a giver as well to many, many people. I know. So I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be here talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you. So for everyone to know the expertise that we are, that we're going to be able to tap into. Leslie is a warrior and an advocate and an evangelist for wellness in so many different ways. So tell everyone how you have, have provided all kinds of inspiration for people, especially over this past year, because you've done a lot just in this past year. I have done a lot and I've done a lot because I set out to do a lot. Um, you know, we can all have the idea that you want to do a lot, but if you don't make a plan to do things, then things don't happen. So I made a plan. And so, yeah, it's, it's been great. I, um, over the last year have, I was hosting a podcast on midlife. It was something that, you know, came about and I've been on your show before and talked about how it came about when I was coming into my midlife. I, I needed something. Um, I think a lot of women who are coming into that space in their lives are questioning and they just need something. They're not sure what it is. And so, you know, I've, I've done a lot of um, throwing of spaghetti against the wall over the last couple of years um you know writing a a blog and writing a couple books and starting a podcast um so this podcast in the last year you know it was always focused around uh the midlife space and who we are becoming now uh but i decided over the last year to kind of niche down a little bit because i uh, I am a longtime um, active athlete. I raced bicycles for, you know, on and off through childbirth and everything, raising my raising my family for about 16 years. Um, and I have been an avid gym rat and lifted weights and all of these things for a long time, you know, and it's one of those things you, you do something for a long time. You just consider it a normal thing that you do. You don't, really consider that you're an expert at something. But as I was looking to niche down, you know, I started doing some market research into the community of midlife women. And there, you know, I found that there were a lot of midlife women who wanted to start prioritizing their health and wellness at this time of life, but they just didn't know how. And not only did they not know how, well, or if they knew how they could start, but then they didn't have the motivation to continue, you know, it was a short lived thing. Um, You know, and for me, I didn't consider this like a big deal. This is something I've been doing forever, you know? And then, so I started thinking, well, could I use these things that I've been doing um, and the practices that I have put into place to help other women in this space 
to find their power to begin to prioritize their health and wellness. Um, and a big reason that I, I came to this idea of, of niching down, I have a friend, her name is Eunice Ray. She's in her seventies. She, um, her husband passed away a couple of years ago. She was his caregiver for about eight years. And all of a sudden she's in her seventies and she's like, she went, she bought an RV and taught herself how to do the hookups and everything. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. How, you know, how have you been able to do that? She said, well, my parents passed away in their fifties. And when I was in my fifties, I started looking at the reasons why they, um, you know, that they died in their fifties and I started doing research and putting time in, into, in prioritizing my own health so that I would be here at 72. So I could get an RV and I could travel and take my grandkids places and go out and do all the things that everybody wants to do at that age. So, uh, hearing that, well, I was just kind of like, well, yeah, that makes total sense that you really do need to start taking care of your mental and physical health in, in your fifties and in your sixties so that you can live a free and independent life into your seventies, eighties, and hopefully nineties. So that's kind of what I have been doing the last year, um, is niching down into this, uh, fitness and nutrition space is this health and wellness um, and really encouraging midlife women to um, to really take a look at that and not wait. It, it, you, you, you just can't wait. So I created a 30 day program because a lot of times you just got to get started. Um, and there are some things that you have to do to to get started, to be able to be successful. And I think that once you go through this, all of the steps uh, for 30 days, then it's much easier to move on to 30 to 60 days and then 60 to 120. And so it's all about starting. So yeah, I put together a, a 30 day program that came out in January and that's been going great. So long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. You're, we are always exactly where we, where we belong in the conversation. I'm going to speak to the program because I, um, <clears throat> I am doing it and I will be completely transparent that I started it, stopped, started it back up because mm -hmm. things happen and that's sure. true of life. But when I really checked in with myself and said, this is an investment in me, then the consistency can begin. You offer a very different take on a fitness program, a wellness program in that you let us know why this is important. And you, you have encouragement through the podcast and through your blog to keep that encouragement going. And for a lot of people, it's not about, they can't necessarily find the motivation, but they can learn how to prioritize based on the science and the information and support that you offer through it. So I appreciate that because that was different for me. This is not your typical just do your P96X12, right, 75 right. hard program, right? Right. And the investment 
we talk about financial investments, getting ready for retirement financially. I look at this for me in my mid, not mid fifties yet soon next year, I think it's official, but it, that it's an investment in my, my retirement years and in sure. my overall health wellness. So everyone needs a Eunice in their life. She sounds tremendous. Yes, she is. She's awesome. Every time I sit with her, I spend the rest of the day with a smile on my face. She makes me so happy. But you are right. Your your health and wellness, your fitness, um, your overall, you know, health is an investment because hopefully we all get to retirement. But when you do get there, how do you want to show up for it? Do you want to show up and not be able to do the travel that you want to do or um, be able to get down on the floor with your grandkids or, you know, do all of these things. So you're right. It is a total investment in yourself. And the thing about this thing is that it's, it, it's all about yourself. Um, It's about showing yourself the love that you deserve because if we don't love ourselves first and in taking care of ourselves, um, you know, how do you show up for yourself is how others are going to see how, what you're expecting. You know, if you don't treat yourself well, how, how are they going to be able to treat you well? Or if you don't love yourself, how are they going to love you? You know, so um, we always talk about controlling the controllable. Um and your health and the decisions that you make and the choices that you make every single day um, start and end with you. So you can control everything that that you are doing and putting in your body or movement or not movement every single day. The thing is, a little bit every day adds up to a lot. You know, it's cumulative because if you start doing something, it build, it builds the momentum, but it also becomes what you described earlier before we started the recording as a non-negotiable. So your your biking every day is just part of what you do and who you are. So absolutely, pretend I'm brand new to the idea of wellness and well-being and self-compassion. What is something that you? you find you get feedback from others that how you share and do things, but also what you know for you that has helped and worked over time. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to come to you and say, well, you know, why is this a decision that you've made that you want to do right now? Why do you feel like you need to um, make your health and wellness a priority right now? Mm. You know, um, everywhere, uh, everywhere someone wants to go. Well, let me explain this a little bit better. Um, It's hard to know where you're going to go if you don't know where you're starting. So um, you have to be realistic with yourself. I mean, if you came to me, I mean, people want to take care of themselves for, for many reasons. Some people want to lose weight. Some people may want to go out and do a 5k. Uh, somebody else may 
you know, want to travel in 10 years. And so they want to start taking care of that stuff now. Uh, there, so there are different reasons why people want to do things. So it's kind of like, well, we got to see where you're starting to be able to get to these ending places. So, you know, I'm always like, take stock of where you are. Um, let's talk about why you want to do those things. You know, everybody is big keen on the why and why you want to do something, but the why I mean, the the whole reason that it's mentioned is because it, it is that important. You have to know when you get up in the morning, I got to go work out. If you don't know what the why is, then you're not going to do it. Um, and there may be many whys, you know, for me, I get up and, uh, or I go for a bike ride every day. Why do I do it? Well, number one, because it's a habit and it's something that I do and it's part of who I am. Um, Another why is because I do it with my husband and it's my chance to get to connect with him. Um, another why is I might be going out on a, a big group ride this weekend and I want to make sure that I'm ready. If I don't ride for four days and I go out with a group on, on the weekend, I'm not going to be having fun because, you know, you have to ride to stay in shape. So there are a lot of whys of why I do something. Um, and the same has to be true for everybody that's, that's entering an, a new thing. You have to know why you're doing that thing. And then you have to, um, you have to know where you're starting by getting on a scale or I don't like the scale so much as, you know, taking your measurements and know where you are and then being realistic with yourself. There are so many people who are kind of like, well, you know, I want to go out in a month and I'm going to, I'm going to run this you know, 10 K or something. Um, uh, well, that's a pretty hefty little goal. Um, everything obviously can be done, but you know, if you want to do it where you're having fun doing it or not feeling like it's a, you know, a have to every single day, then, you know, you need to, you need to take small goal bites as it were, um, start with a small goal, uh, say you're going, to, if you haven't done anything for like years, uh, start by going out and walking 10 minutes every day, just start with that. Um, and then when you get to that and you find you want to walk for 15, walk for 15. And then when you get happy with that, then, you know, maybe you, walk 15 and then you do 20 push-ups, knee push-ups or something like that. Add a little something in, you know, it's not an all or nothing thing. Um, you know, it's not kind of like, well, you have to do this or don't do anything. Every little bit gets you to where you want to be. You just have to be realistic with yourself. You have to have self-compassion for yourself. When you, when you don't do it for a few days, just say, I'm going to go back to it today. I have time. So I'm going to do it. You know, you have a very non-punitive approach, which when we are compassionate to ourselves and not judgmental and punitive toward ourselves, we're more likely to do more or do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be yelled at, especially uh, yelled at by themselves or made 
to feel bad, but you know, you have to remember that the buck stops at you. If you're not doing something or if you are not feeling good, um, then you need to take a look at yourself first, you know, and what you are or what you aren't doing. That's, that's the tough love part. You know, you get out of it, what you put into it. Um, I had a, uh, I do a little short motivation Monday on my podcast every Monday to help keep people, give people a reason to move for the week. And last week, you know, my motivation was don't half-ass it, you know, uh, don't half-ass a workout and expect to get all the benefits because if you do half the workout, you're only going to get half the benefits. That's just the way it works. So hmm. I like that. The motivation. Do you base, when you get out and you do something, do you remember how wonderful it was last time you did that thing? Is that part of what kind of shifts the motivation for you as far as I, maybe I don't want to go bike today, but I know how good it feels or I want to spend time with my husband. So that's why I bike even more than the, the actual activity. How, how do you have that conversation with yourself or others? Um, well, I mean, different people are motivated by different things. Um, I mean, for me, for, cycling. Um, I would say one of my biggest motivators is the fact that, I mean, when I am riding my bike on the weekends, especially not during the week, because a lot of, you know, people are working, but on the weekends, when I do group rides, that is my social time. Those are my friends. That's when I see them. Uh, you know, we may go out for a three hour bike ride and you're, you're in this group of people. So you're touching base with a lot of different people. Now, if I, if it's cold and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go today because it's cold. Um, but then I hear some of my friends are still good. They're going to go. Then I have, I have total FOMO. I have fear of missing out. I don't want to not be there and hear about what's going on and, you know, and talk to people and because it's going to be another week before I see people again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, FOMO is a, is a big motivator for me, not being, not feeling good on a ride on the weekends. That's a, that's a motivator for me to ride during the week. Um, you know, I don't need so much motivating anymore because of the fact that this thing that I do is more of a, it's more of a habit. It's more of who I am. And, um, I mean, there are certainly days that I need motivation to do things that I don't want to do. Um, but for the most part, once you are able to motivate yourself and you're able to do those things, then it turns more into a habit, so a good habit. I, yeah. What I hear you saying, which is something therapists never say, so don't make fun. What I hear you saying is yes, <laughs> <laughs> the hard stuff at the beginning is the hard stuff at the beginning, mm -hmm. but as you continue a particular endeavor, it gets natural or it gets to be something that's not, it's not as arduous as when we first started. Is that, is that accurate? It's, it's like everything. I mean, everything that we do 
for the first time. Everything that we do for the first time is the hardest that it will ever be. Uh, I don't, I don't, that, you know, it could be motivating ourselves to work out or the actual workout or going somewhere by ourselves for the first time that we've never been or walking up to a group of people that we don't know and introducing ourselves. Anything that we do for the first time is the hardest it will ever be. And it gets easier after that if you continue to do it. Now, if you stop doing it, and then try to do it again in a couple of months, it may just be as hard as it was that first time that you did it. But if you do it and then you continue to do it, it'll get a little bit easier every time mm. for sure. So the reason I do is information. And the reason I don't is information. It's just all information to explore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most common question people ask you about health, fitness, wellness, midlife stuff? Hmm. Well, I get the motivation question a lot um, because it is foreign to a lot of people. Um, but I, I, but it's like one of those things. It's kind of like it may seem so easy for me. It's it's easy some days. It's not so easy other days, but it could be just that easy for everyone if they choose that and they do it every single day. It's not like, um, it's not like I went to school for it or a skill that I was born with. It's, it's a learned thing. Um, what are some other questions that, you know, I have a lot of people ask me, um, because they don't know particulars, how many carb grams should I be getting in a day or how much protein should I be eating? Because that is a, another thing it's um, that we do at the beginning of this program is, is being aware of what you're putting in your body because any good uh, health program obviously starts in the kitchen and a lot of people don't want to hear that. They just want to go do a workout. And well, a workout is not going to solve any bad habits that you have in the kitchen. Um, so what we do do at the beginning of the program is keep a nutrition tracker. Um, and you basically, you're, you're writing down every single thing that you put in your mouth. And, you know, you could do it for a week. I suggest because it's hard to do, and a lot of people don't like to do it uh, and it takes time is, you know, do it for three days, three normal days in your life and, and actually put numbers to things because I think that there is nothing that makes you more aware of what's going on with you than looking at those numbers. Um, and not only do we keep the numbers, but we also write down how we felt that day, what was going on that day, because they may start looking at triggers. Oh, at three o'clock, I see every day at three o'clock, I'm having a candy bar. Why is it that I'm doing that? What happens at three o'clock that makes me want to do that? Do I, you know, do I really need to eat something at three o'clock? 
or am I just bored? Or do I need a reason to get up from my desk to go do something else? Think about, you know, what's happening around that time and then see how you could make a change. Uh, maybe you need to text a friend at three o'clock instead of eating a candy bar. Maybe you just need to make a different choice. Maybe you need to have an apple with some peanut butter for a little bit of protein instead of having a candy bar. Um, maybe you just need to count to five or take five deep breaths instead. Um, you know, do you find that you're eating a ton of carbs at night, you know, maybe, uh, you having fried chicken and corn and mashed potatoes at the end of the day. And you're like, wow, I don't normally have something like that. Well, and then you look over and you say, oh, um, yeah, that was a bad day at work. And you see, you kind of see, well, bad day of work means that I'm needing this thing. Okay. How can I change? How can I just change that a little bit? Can I grill some chicken instead of having fried chicken? Can I have uh, sweet potatoes instead of regular potatoes? When you start becoming aware of things that are going on in your life and how it relates to what's happening in the kitchen, uh, then you can make some more informed choices and not be surprised by it. But it all starts with that nutrition tracker. That's, yeah, that's another big thing that that people ask me about because, you know, they, they're they not sure of what they're eating and they can't understand why they're gaining weight, especially in the middle. And I'm kind of like, we'll start writing it down and you'll figure out real fast why that's happening, Um, you know. Are you eating 200 grams of cal uh, carbs a day? Yeah, that could be that could be one of the answers right there. <laughs> Unless they're wheat thins, those don't count, right? <laughs> yeah, those don't count. Those <laughs> are air, right? <laughs> That's you Leslie McShane kryptonite right there. <laughs> Someone says if they're not in the house, you won't want them. Well, no, because I don't mind throwing on some sweatpants and going to the store and getting them. <laughs> It's information though. It's, it's yes. okay. This, this food is the thing I want. Well, it's the dopamine hit for a lot of people that they want. And so mm -hmm. what are the other ways? And our brain function requires good proteins, good fats and all yes. of that. So it's, it's asking for it, but we get to choose the form in which we deliver it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having a candy bar every now and then. But you have to ask yourself, because once you start eating something like that or wheat thins, mm, this makes me sad because wheat thins are my thing. But how many are too many? I mean, because once you eat one, then you want another one. And then you want another one. How many is too many? So you need to figure out where the lines are for you. Nobody said that you can't have these things, but you just need to, you need to know how many is enough. Mm. I can have five. Okay. Have five then put them away. That's it. Mm. Right. Then you can have five again tomorrow, you know? So. And what isn't enough. So for, for all the things, where's your line where that's enough, but also what isn't, what am I not bringing in enough of enough water, enough other nutrients. And 
you think about we come into the world, the one piece of survival is so critical is being fed. Yeah. And being being nurtured through that feeding. So if we are being kind and compassionate to us through our feedings in our adulthood, yes, you can have the five weekends because you matter and those are fun and they feel this other crunch salt thing for you, whatever. And we're also going to bring in some apples and some cheese or right. Just kind of right. rounding it out for us. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All those things are important. Balance is important. I mean, nobody wants to be deprived of anything. Um, but you have to be aware of your choices. You just have to be aware. Right. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And then start moving that body, you know, um, and I, I ask women this all the time. I'm kind of, they're like, yeah, I, I walk, I run or I Peloton or do whatever. I'm like, but do you lift weights? Because resistance training at this time in our lives is just as, or maybe even more important than cardio activity. Um, so, you know, everybody is like, oh, I know I need to be doing that. Yes, you do. Because you need to be putting weight on your bones in order to build up your bones and to be able to build up your balance because you don't want to be falling in 10 years and breaking your hip. But if you weren't, you know, work on building up lean muscle now, you're much less likely to fall in 10 years. Mm, right. I know my doctor in the past has, has had me stand on one foot, lifting the other foot to see if I can, can balance that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've always been flexible. I've always done things like yoga or Pilates or whatever this past year, honestly, and not even during lockdown, which would be typically when some of that stuff goes away this past year, for other reasons, it went away. I literally said out loud the other day, trying to put my boot on, I'm a fall risk because I was wobbly in a way I hadn't been wobbly before. Yeah. Yeah. We sit on our booties a lot and we are not moving for hours and hours on end. Even when our Apple watches are reminding us that we need to stand up, we're just ignoring it and we're not, <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not getting up to go to the bathroom. When we need to go to the bathroom, you know, we, we power through and it's going to take a, it's going to take a, a toll on us. Um, we need to be very conscious of what we, what we are doing, um, getting up, stretching, doing some balance things. You know, I, I, I am notorious for, you know, everybody wants to watch the little TV at night, kind of tune out. Um, I use that time to stretch. I use that time to, um, you know, do a little balance, some balance things just to work on, you know, work on those, those sorts of things. I mean, you can, you can multitask anything, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in the morning when I'm lifting weights, I'm listening to a podcast or something or learning something, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, getting in, 
getting in the resistance training will go a long way. Building that lean muscle mass now. I mean, we see so many women who are kind of hunched over, you know, bent over while they walk, you know, in order to be able to hold ourselves up, we need to be working those core muscles in the front and in our back. Uh, because in 10 years, we don't want to be all hunched over and, you know, be lacking muscle mass in our back. So we can't pull ourselves up. And these are very real things. I mean, everybody's kind of like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Yeah. Until it does. Do you want to run that risk? You know, when all you got to be doing is doing a little bit of resistance training a couple days a week, just to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. A little bit of investment. Yeah. A little investment in yourself. Time. It's all it takes. A little bit of time. You know, um, taking care of yourself physically is not expensive at all. Everybody's kind of like, oh, I got to go join that gym or I got to go do pay an entry fee to do that to motivate me or nope, nope. You know, you don't even have to go buy a new pair of shoes. If you got a pair of tennis shoes, put put that old pair on. You know, if you, you get serious, maybe you want to invest in some new shoes. Uh, so you don't end up like with plantar fasciitis or anything. But, you know, just to get started, use what you have. You know, you got some old weights laying around. Great. Use those. If you don't have those, go pick out a, up a couple of rocks out of the backyard lift those. I've done that on vacation when I, they didn't have a gym or something and I needed something to lift. I'd go out, get some rocks, lift some rocks or cans of stuff or, you know, gallon of milk. This is where it all becomes functional fitness because, you know, if you're coming home from the grocery and you're carrying big bags of groceries, you got to have some muscles to be able to do that and to lift that milk up into the refrigerator or to get it out of the refrigerator, you know, we we take our physical health for granted until you don't have it anymore. And then you're kind of like, I wish I'd made some better choices. Yeah, your body does too. So have a conversation with your future self now. Mm-hmm. For sure. How do you want to show up? How do you want to show up in 10 years, 20 years? Wow. You're always a wealth of wisdom, information, and support and encouragement. Leslie, thank you. I feel like I'm over here preaching. <laughs> yeah, you're doing your thing. You are. You're you're an evangelist for wellness. Yeah. Well, so, I want I want people to feel good because there are so many people that just they don't feel good. And there's no reason to not feel good. It's in your it's in your capability to turn that around. Right. Right. Short of a real medical reason, which you can go and get that ruled out. And if the doctor says everything looks good. Okay. Sure. Oh, and yeah, for some yeah. people, Absolutely. that's where they start. They're like, oh, well, I'm going to go make sure all my blood work and all the, like the, those are the excuses to be gone. Mm-hmm. If those aren't part of it, then, then here you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Going to your doctor is very important and being cleared for things, but just going to your doctor in general. I mean, uh, I, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a friend who she is an athlete. She's 62 and she had a high A1C and her doctor said, you're pre-diabetic. She's like, how is that possible? You know, I'm fit. I work out. 
no family history well sometimes these things just happen um but she did not want to start taking medicine so she decided to get her numbers down herself through lifestyle changes can totally be done but her message to people she is a nurse her message to you know her her patients and to other people is you know don't wait till you're sick to go to the doctor you know the doctor's there to find out anything that may be lurking underneath that you can take care of before it you know before you have a heart attack or before you are diabetic or you know whatever it is um so yeah go to the doctor get checked out get cleared um find out what you're working with knowing know where you're starting from and uh and then get a plan together a seven day plan doesn't even have to be a 30 day plan it'd be a seven day plan anybody can do anything for seven days and do it make a promise to yourself keep that promise build your confidence get it done well said well said always well said thank you for doing this and sharing with us how can everyone find you because you have a couple of and you have your podcasts and you have your fitness program like i said i've been throwing spaghetti at the wall (laughs) um well i mean i'm i you can mainly find me um well my podcast is redesigning midlife and it is uh streaming wherever podcasts are being streamed um my website is lesleylmcshane.com and there you will find the 30-day program that I have. It's Midlife in Motion. Or if you want to work with me one-on-one, you can book a call there as well. And then my other big thing is I'm a big, like I said at the beginning, I'm a big planner. I'm a big goal setter. And I believe in a in a strong morning routine to get your day started right. So I have uh, a You Deserve It notebook that's a goal tracker, planner, and journal all the wonderful things that you can do to start your day. And then I write affirmations and I have an affirmation book because I think uh, a little, a little kick in the pants or words to live by every morning are a great way to get the day started. So I wrote that as well. And those were at Amazon or you can, there's a, there's a link for my site too. So if you want to go to the site, it's there. As a consumer of the Gold Tracker Journal book, I just changed the name of it for you. Um, <laughs> it is a great way to set the to set the the GPS because if yep. you don't know where you know know where you start, as you said, and then my mantra to most anyone I speak to is know where you want to go, and you'll know if you're on route or not. Yes. So that's a great way to use that. That you deserve yes. it. Yeah, you know, people always ask me do you use your own notebook? I'm like, hell yeah. Every single day, uh, you know, I'm writing out, um, what I'm grateful for, what my mantra is, a little journal prompt on how do you feel today? Because, you know, very rarely does somebody say, you know, how are you today? But if you ask yourself that you can answer that question and then, and then set your intentions for the day and the things you want to get done and how you want to move that needle forward just a little bit today. Doesn't have to be a big move, just a little move because all those little moves are going to get you really, really far. Again, thank you so much. I know that this is going to make a difference in someone's life because it already has in mind. So thank you. 
I hope so. I hope so. That's why that's why I do any of this. Um yeah. Um and if anybody needs any help uh in getting started, I I am here. I'm here to help anyone and everyone. So come find me. Yay. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.